So when I was a kid, people told me that I looked like Annie, like from the movie, the musical. There's a a picture here to show the resemblance. That's me, that's me, and then that's Annie. And um, so when I was seven years old, I went to my first movie in a movie theater in Nashville, Tennessee, to go see that movie. And I remember watching her and thinking, I can do that. And, and so I kind of decided at seven that I was going to be a dancer and a singer and an actress. And my grandmother had me so convinced because she thought I could do it. And she sent in my school photo to, to a production company to be Pippi Longstocking. And, and I didn't get it, obviously. Um, but she used to tell me all the time, oh, you should have been in the pictures, Emily. And you can take that down. <laughs> but then, in high school, I started taking classes like biology and chemistry and math, and I actually liked them a lot. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to try the more practical route, and I'll you know, go into health or medicine. I have nurses and doctors and dietitians in my family, and that seems like the more practical choice. And, and, and then I went to the University of Houston, go kooks, and I took my second semester, I took this sociology of religion class. And so then it, it, my world opened, and I, I discovered that there were cultures and religions and people that lived in our country that were so vastly different than me, and I felt like fireworks were going off in my head, and, and so I decided that's what I needed to do. My purpose was to help other sheltered people know what the world was really like, and so I was going to become a professor of sociology of religion. And so I went to grad school in Atlanta, and it, it was going to team me up perfectly for my doctorate there, but then I got this part-time job at this Atlanta church and doing ministry. And within months, this was my purpose in life. I couldn't believe that I had thought about going into a field that made so much money and that I would stay. And and I, but I had never felt so secure and firm and like the place you're supposed to be. But then I got married But then I had children. And what is my life purpose now? Minister? Wife? Mom? Are any of y'all finding yourselves in places where you're just thinking, what is that purpose I'm supposed to have? I think we begin to imagine that we have one, like one purpose. So I guess if you've accomplished it by 40, you know, you're good. I wonder if any of you are searching, are students in here, are you wondering, why do I have to take chemistry? Are young adults, maybe you haven't declared your major yet, or you've just declared the one you think your parents will like. Or maybe adults in their middle age, like maybe it's time to make that career change and go do what you've really been called to do, but it's scary. Or if you're already retired, What is your purpose if you don't have your work to do anymore? I think all of us have been in these stages where we're wondering what is our life purpose. And I want you to know you're in really, really good company because the characters in scripture were often confused about this. 
What my prayer is today is that we will see that even when we are trying to figure out what our purpose is, that God is always at work and that God always has a plan that is way bigger, that has way more possibility for impact than any of us could ever imagine. And so we're going to do something that I doubt any of y'all have listened to on a Sunday morning. I'm going to read the entire genealogy of Jesus. Because wrapped within this genealogy are characters you're going to have heard of, but then there's going to be characters that you're waiting to hear their name and you don't hear their name. And then there's going to be other characters that you think, how did they make that list? You see, Matthew, the gospel writer, he begins telling the birth story of Jesus by first telling the genealogy. It's going to take two and a half minutes to get through. Y'all bear with me as I say certain names very quickly to make it sound like I know what they sound like. (laughs) Let's pray first. Gracious and loving God, we thank you that your presence is already here. And for some reason, you have gathered this motley crew this day to hear this music, to pray together, to be together, and to hear your ancient word. God, still our minds that are full of lists that are full of things to do, that are full of anxiety, and just let us be here for these moments. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts, may they be pleasing to you, God. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. 